one of my favorite things about what I do is the connections. I always start off knowing my clients as strangers and I leave with them being friends. And that's, that's one of the greatest gifts that this career has, has given me. Hello, and welcome to the Method Makers Podcast by Method Supply. Intentional conversations with incredible humans sharing their daily method. Today, Kaipo talks with graphic designer Angel Martinez. Angel has had quite the journey in his young life. On this episode, Angel talks about how he uses graphic design to connect with the community around him. We hope you enjoy. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Method Makers podcast. I am back here with a really good friend named Angel Martinez. Angel and I went to undergrad together. And Angel is one of the most talented graphic designers I know. And not only that, as far as his craft, but he's one of the people that really works hard at things that he wants to be passionate about. I'm so excited to have him on the show. So Angel, welcome. Welcome to Method Makers. What's going on, Kaipo? I appreciate the kind words, man. Yeah, for sure, bro. Because the the biggest things that I want to share, especially about your life, is the kind of odd and in way that life's taken you um, both career-wise personally that that's just something that has like sort of been unconventional in your life and from where you got your graphic design skills to how you got to where you are in Raleigh North Carolina today um, it's just been kind of haphazard and not necessarily drawn out maybe exactly how you would have thought but I think you're very good. One of the people that are very content with the way it's turned out. So um, are you ready to get started, Angel? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Sounds good, bro. So, okay, let's go start with the super basic thing. Why don't you tell everyone listening about yourself? Yeah. Yeah. So as you were saying, um, I'm a graphic designer. I love everything art. Um, I wouldn't limit myself to that. I love trying out different mediums of art. Um, so I do like miniature sculpting when I can for fun, um, painting, digital illustrations, uh, get into poster design, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been doing that ever since, ever since I could, um, started off drawing when I was a small kid and, you know, that was my dream growing up. It's like, I want to be an artist. I didn't know what that would look like. Um, and it turns out it was graphic design and, um, you know, that's just what I've been doing ever since. Art is one of those things that no one that <laughs> I've ever really come across has a really defined example of it. Do you have a good definition for what being an artist means? That is a really good question. An artist. Um, I think a lot of it is opinion, but I think it is is creation. It's, it's something you create. Um, I think we are built to do that. I think we all have a part of that in us. Um, so there, there's tons of different ways to create art. And I do think that it, as cliche as it sounds, it is um, within the, uh, you know, the, it, it depends on the person and, and, you know, it can be taken very many ways. Um, and I think that's the beauty of it. I think at the core of art, there's passion. Um, and if you're a passionate person, um, you know, you can create something beautiful. So you mentioned a, a bunch of different mediums in which you sort of express yourself. Mm-hmm. graphic design, miniature sculpting, um, digital illustrations in general. Um, what made you go that direction with expressing art? Because, I, I mean, I've heard it described that art is the expression of the wordless soul. And it's just a beautiful picture of what the expression is of, like, raw emotion. So, like, how do you, as 
for those of you guys that don't know Angel, Angel's a very passionate person. I know that he's <laughs> he tackles life with such energy and he loves doing what he does and he puts his whole effort into learning it. But how do you translate that passion into what you do? Yeah, another really good question. Uh, I think for me, it's it's being able to somewhat have control of that passion and being able to turn it into something that's tangible. Um, as a passionate person, you know, I think I'm very emotionally driven. And so being able to uh, design something based off of something that I'm feeling or something that has happened in my life um, or even something that's happened in a friend's life, um, it's just a really good channel um, to kind of express that and kind of vent out. Um, and so, you know, that that leads me to the different mediums. Miniature sculpture, sculpting period, that's a way for me to you know, get hands on with it. Um, sometimes that's relieving stress, anger, whatever that may be. And then digital is more of like the clean side of things. So there's the aesthetic side of it, the minimalistic side of it um, that just kind of calms me. Um, and by nature, I think I'm a fidgety person. So being able to <laughs> have, have some kind of organization and create something is is kind of a way to, you know, make something out of it. It gives you almost, like, you know, obviously the cliche of, gives you a pen to paper and you guys actually express what is going through your mind and really present it to the world in a way that maybe other people can relate to and they can express that through um, taking in what you create. I think that's, I mean, obviously beautiful and amazing, an amazing approach to it. So um, I did want to ask this, like, how did you fall into art? Um, you said that you wanted to be an artist from when you were younger. Is that was that just a thing? Like at, at like ten years old, you're just like, okay, mom, I'm gonna start selling my paintings, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this. Yeah. So really, I think it came down to, um, it, honestly, my parents just gave me a piece of paper and crayons, and it it started there, and it led to I was fascinated by things like Blue's Clues and the Notebook, and the fact that you could jot down notes and have your thoughts be written out. Um, and I wasn't much of a writer, so I, I kind of crossed that out. So that led me to, to drawing and doodling just helped me out. Um, so I, it started there and I was pretty, pretty self-taught for the most part. And then once I started taking classes, um, I was addicted. It was just something that was just so, so natural for me to do. Um, and then the next thing you know, it, I was caught in the library all the time, renting all the how to draw animal books. Uh, so that's that, yeah, that's kind of how it started for me, but it's just something that's so just so peaceful and and just nice for me to do, you know. It's an interest of yours, so you go and seek out seek out how you can be better at it and how you can actually do what you want to do well. Um, yeah, and that is something I definitely want to share and make sure people remember when they listen to this because it is it is such a key aspect of life to go and seek out your desire. For learning that's we're learning beings we are active learning beings and because we're able to learn we're able to create and therefore able to inspire and something that in your digital art um on I see on instagram a bunch and obviously for your contract work in graphic design um all of it always has such like aesthetic that angel martinez creates and it's very clean and very right and looks almost like too simple but I know the work that goes into it because I've seen you do your one of your doodles or sketches or um, work with Adobe and it's a lot of work and there's a lot of extra little things. Um, from an artist's perspective, I did want to ask this. 
when people see the finished product and they say, oh, that's super simple and like that couldn't have taken much work. Um, but you and your heart know that that took hours just to create that font or create that design. Like, how would you respond to that in the best way? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. It's definitely not for everyone. I think at the end of the day, if you're creating art to please everyone, you're, you're never going to make it and you're going to, you're going to kill yourself at the end of the day. Um, and, and honestly, I think if you go about anything in life in that way, you will, you will put yourself in a very dark place. So I think for me, um, you know, in some ways, criticism, I, I take it very well. I try to always be teachable. Um, that's one of the beauties of art and being able to express yourself is, you know, in some ways, someone's response to it could help me grow. Um, and I try to be sensitive to people, you know, never wanting, wanting to be disrespectful, but at the same time, it's, it is, it's a part of me. And so when I create something as simple as it may be, um, I try to have it speak volumes um, while also being simple. And so if, if, if someone is not, you know, taking it well, or they're just like, man, it must be so easy. You know, I, I'd encourage them to try it and not to say that they can't, but to say, yeah, it's, it's not that it's hard. It takes time. It takes, you know, passion. It takes uh, emotion and anyone can do it. It's just a matter of encouraging people to go out there and do it. Mm. Well, well put. Very well said. It's, Thank it's you. the unseen hours. It's the, I think Damian Lillard or some basketball player that I follow on Instagram, a quote that's like frequently said is if you want to shine and perform in front of millions, you have to outwork and outperform in front of no one. And it's, it's that work. It's, I mean, it, it's a craft and you're dedicated to it. Um, So let's uh, rewind a little bit. So, um, when, when you're a teenager, you're drawing and you're doing these things, how did graphic design um, as, a, as a key thing for you in your life, a skill and a passion of yours, how did you cultivate that skill? Yeah, yeah. So to be completely honest, it was actually a matter of like, what can I make money off of today? <laughs> so so in, rea- you know, in reality, I, I definitely would say I'm more of an illustrator um, mm-hmm. by, by hand, like pencil and paper. That's, that's where I feel the most at home. Um, however, knowing that technology is so big and growing and in a way will always be there. I wanted to kind of test myself to adapt and to learn digital design. And so that's kind of where graphic design came, came into play. And, um, you know, I picked it up rather quickly and, you know, I've loved it ever since. So I wouldn't say I'm, I only do graphic design, but I definitely would say that's, that's most of my career and, and what I'm doing right now. So did you go to school for it or was it was learning the software? I mean, couldn't have been easy. Where'd you learn how to be good at it? Yeah. So that's another really good story. Um, long story short, I went to uh, college and that's kind of where I met you. So mm-hmm. real thanks for that. <laughs> um, yeah, w- went there and I was there for um, a year and I was actually going for missions and then I switched over to graphic design because I knew that's that's where I really wanted to be. And I did it for two years. And a little bit of my, my personal story, um, financially, I was I was already in debt right from the get-go. Um, wasn't able to get much help financially. Um, and knowing that, I kind of was weighing out my options and what it looked like for me to move forward. Um, at the end of the day, after speaking to professors and kind of looking at my skill set and, and where I wanted to go in life, um, I decided to take the route of just working harder to get what I wanted, what I wanted and where I wanted to go. 
Um, so I actually dropped out of school, um, left a new degree. And uh, at the time, I was dating um, my soon-to-be wife. And we moved to Raleigh, got married, and I worked my way up. You know, started as a screen printer. Um, actually, before that, I start, started as a shop hand. So I was cleaning after screen printers. Um, started screen printing, um, which is another medium of art. So there, there's another one you can add to the list. <laughs> and and after that, I, I I worked my way to be a designer. Started doing projects here and there, and proved myself to different companies. And um, worked my way to be a full time designer. Got my own desk. And it it really is a a true testament to where I've come um, and and what God has done for me, honestly, because. Um, there's no way I could get to where I am today if it wasn't for hard work, dedication, prayer, and and support. Um, and it's actually funny you ask because um, I've been doing full-time design for two years now, um, about two years, and that's kind of led to freelance design, and that's picked up a ton since I've gone here in Raleigh. It's a way for me to connect with the community. And as of yes or today, I got a job offer, so I'm actually moving up to a better design position with a, a company that's thriving in the area. Um, so Congratulations. It, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. So that was a very well-condensed story of what I know that you've been through, right? All right. So you, like you said, started off, like didn't have much support to go to college. I mean, you're going to figure out a way to work hard or not. And during that first year i'm pretty sure you took a year off and went somewhere pretty special can you tell, talk to us a little bit about that and how that influenced your life <laughs> yeah yeah so right before college i went to peru for uh what was supposed to be like two months um which in itself i thought was a long long time to be gone um but i kind of just wanted to get away get my head back together kind of understand what it looked like to to take everything away from me and kind of see a different side of the world and a different way of living. And that trip ended up being a six month stay. <laughs> I, was, I was living there, traveling, um, did a lot of traveling on my own, had some friends and connections where I was able to stay here and there um, with family and friends. But um, at the end of that journey, I realized where, what I wanted to do with my life. Um, by taking everything away, I realized I, I need I need art. I love art. It's what I, I feel like I was born to do. Um, and there's like this fire in me of just like, when I get back to civilization and I get back to my normal life, um, I'm, I'm going to work my butt off. Um, and I'm going to do it with, with love and I'm going to do it with passion because that, that's the only way I know how to do it. Um, and so come back from that trip, um, I learned a ton. I mean, so, so much. And I went full throttle into, into working hard and to get, to get to where I am today. So we're talking about coming basically from nothing from a skill and financial standpoint to where you are today. We're, we're kind of narrowing down that journey a little bit, right? Right. Like Peru, I mean, a, a six month hiatus to Peru could not have been cheap. Like what, what led you to going to a South American country, which I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I don't think you knew anyone in particular down there when you went. Can you explain to us a little bit about how that trip came to be? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I have um, an aunt and uncle who are missionaries over there um, in the jungles uh, uh -huh. of um, Puerto Maldonado, which is a, a part over there in Peru. Um, 
but there's a lot of poverty over there. Um, they're, they're missionaries. They're trying to make good out of what they can and, and reach the people over there. So they, they invited me a long time to go to go and, and visit uh, for a few weeks, you know, two months max. And, and I did, um, but I couldn't sit still, you know, (laughs) that was from that trip. um, Initially, I ended up traveling to Machu Picchu, um, Cusco, the city, different parts of Peru, um, just to kind of explore and get get that out of my system of, like, I want to just see, see another part of the world for myself. Um, And through that, there were lots of trips where I, I learned a ton, you know, being able to visit tribes, um, that, you know, very few people were able to visit and just seeing the lifestyle there and seeing, um, how passionate they were about the different things they did there. Um, just kind of showed me like, we're not so different. Um, and, and, and that there's different worth work ethic that I wanted to, um, incorporate and infuse into my lifestyle. Um, but yeah, it was a very, very out of the nowhere kind of trip and financially, I spent all my savings to go. I, I felt like it was what I needed to do. I just needed to go out on a limb and, and do that trip. And after the two months, I had support coming from, honestly, people I didn't even know who just wanted to follow um, a blog I had started. And uh, it, you know, stretched me all the way to six months. And then when I got back, I picked up a job and got back into it. So <laughs> how... How amazing is that to be able to have the foresight, I guess you could say. To have a trip like that is a big step of faith. And it's it's one of those things that is just so hard for people to do, to really step out and try to do something that is outside of their comfort zone. And mm-hmm. going to a South American country where you knew very few people seems like as far of a step of faith as any really um and spending six months there and that's that's huge i guess i wanted to ask how that trip and you mentioned a little bit about how the people were so passionate about what they were doing down there and everything and all those experiences um how did that trip influence your art and your perception of i guess where beauty can be found yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's another great, great question. Um, so it honestly came down to what I could offer. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people who go over there, um, from America, they're, they're finding ways to help, um, whether that's with, uh, the scope of construction or, um, bringing food through connections. Um, and for me, I, I brought my art. Um, and so I think in that trip, I saw a lot of ways in how that could bless other people and encourage them in ways that I didn't think could, could do that. Um, and in ways I didn't think could affect them. Um, you know, there was things like I, I did a mural, um, in one of the cities there and it, it really, you know, affected the, the community there. And I saw how it could light up, uh, just like fellowship and friendships. Um, I started teaching art, uh, and I had to learn Spanish pretty quickly. Um, I am Hispanic, but I didn't know very much Spanish. So when I went over there, I had to learn quickly. Uh, but I taught the kids art. So I started teaching art classes there um, to some of the kids over there. Um, so, yeah, th- those are just a few ways that I, I was able to express um, just ways I could give to the people over there and the community over there to kind of just lift their spirits 
um, in different ways. And it kind of just dawned on me, like, why, why can I do this where I am back in America? Um, and so that's kind of what I think lit the fire for me to go back and just continue to give all that I can. And I hear how art can open doors for you. And you keep mentioning this as a theme, and I don't know if you particularly mean this, but connections and relationships. I think that the the talents and, and skills that you've cultivated have really given you a, an ability to connect with people personally and sort of break down walls a little bit. I mean, broke down a language barrier, essentially. Um, so back here in America, in Raleigh, where you are, um, how does... Mm-hmm. How does what you do today, um, getting that awesome new job, um, pretty much confirmed in, in in Raleigh with that graphic design company, how has that opportunity to be in that position allowed you to create those connections here stateside? Yeah, yeah. So honestly, it everything I have been given career-wise, um, everything I have reached, um, uh, you know, as far as like my goals and aspirations, all of that has been through connections. Um, First off, I would like to say there's no way I could do it alone. Um, It's always been another designer who has encouraged me to continue to do my work or critiqued me so that I could get better with my work. Um, But yeah, moving, moving to Raleigh, I had no connections at all. I have family that, that live about 45 to 45 minutes to an hour away. Um, But Raleigh is a city. They live in the country. And so moving here, um, I still had to start as a screen printer and I had to prove myself. I had to show what I was capable of doing. And, you know, you can do that by just showing your work, but it also helps if you create a relationship with your coworkers um, and with local shops and communities. Um, I would even go as far as saying that a lot of my jobs and projects here are um, outside of my full-time work. Um, And it's with local coffee shops, local, uh, art stores and, uh, and stores that offer different designs for and stickers and pins and shirts for tourists. Um, and it's simply a matter of just being like, oh man, that coffee shop's really cool. I really like what, what they're doing. I would love to partner with them and, and reach the community. Um, and that's how I've gone a ton of jobs is literally just reaching out to people and telling them, Hey, I love what you do. Can I be a part of that? And the next thing you know, it, we're, we're partnering together to design shirts and merchandise and stickers. Um, you know, I've had the privilege of selling over 400 products of Raleigh based stickers and pins and shirts at a local shop here um, called Deco. And it's been just awesome to see that just happen, you know, started off as, you know, a simple little sticker idea for uh, being able to have the community of, you know, Raleigh people to be like, oh, I want to support and rep my city. Um, so started with one sticker and it blew up, you know. Um, so I would definitely say at the end of the day, one of my favorite things about what I do is the connections. It, it's I always start off knowing my clients as strangers and I leave with them being friends. And that's that's one of the greatest gifts that this career has has given me. From being able to step into an entirely new environment and then like you did in Peru, you you added value. You had what you had. You had your abilities and skills as an artist and you shared that and you added that value for them first. And that reciprocation is a human nature thing, right? 
you you people will give back to you if they feel like they've been given value and it sounds like you've been able to create this new life in Raleigh for how long have you lived there it's been almost two years now and almost two years and you seem to be thriving because of this idea of adding value and being able to share what you have and I think that's awesome and it gets me fired up because like man that's so applicable with pretty much any skill like we all have something to offer and I think it's a, a beautiful beautiful perspective to be able to add value to a community and watch that community get get behind you and really really give you a return on your investment into it um so thanks for sharing that. that. That's that's super big. Where can people get your stuff? Um, so I have an Etsy account. It's called uh, Angel M Designs uh, Shop, and uh, I also have Instagram. I always, you know, randomly will make products here and there um, for different various things. Um, but my Instagram tag is Angel M Designs. So definitely check it out. I would love to make some connections and, on it, and like I said, make make more friends. So you know. <laughs> Give me a follow, ask me questions, you know, start something together if we want, collaborate. Just let me know. Yeah, please, please reach out to him. Angel is a not only talented person, but a fantastic human being, a very wonderful connection and a great friend of mine. Um, so we're heading toward the last part of our our episode here, Angel. And again, you've shared so much wisdom and perspective of like how you see life and how art permeates every corner of it. Um, I guess I want to ask you about your journey. I want you to reflect on it a little bit um, from being that 10 year old with some crayons and some paper um, at your parents' house to where you are today. And even if you want to take a step further, like where you're going, Um, because I don't think you're satisfied. I don't think you're done. You're 24 and you, I I think you're just getting started. Um, So (laughs) that journey from like where you were to where you think you're going, what is one word that best describes it? I would say tenacity. Um, I would say consistency there. I mean, I can keep saying multiple words, but yeah, I would go back to tenacity, being tenacious. Um, You know, I think a lot of what it looks like to, to get anywhere in life is persistence. It's hard work. It's not giving up and it's ultimately enjoying every step of the way. Um, I would, I would say that my motto or my, you know, something that used to get me going almost every time was saying, you know, always hungry, never satisfied. Um, but I would actually argue to say that now, um, I wouldn't say that I'm never satisfied. I would say that I'm satisfied in the here and now I'm enjoying where I'm at here now, appreciating the journey, but I'm realizing, and I'm not arrogant to the fact that my journey is not over yet. Um, so I think, you know, realizing that and always being teachable and knowing that, you know, we can learn so much from each other is such a huge part of life. And if we can respect that from each other and truly grab that and, and realize that we're not on this journey alone and, and just absorb that man and just run with that. Life is beautiful. That was method maker Angel Martinez sharing his method on connecting his community through design. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Method Makers podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming service. 
That's all for now, but as always, we challenge you to find, live, and share your method today. See you next time.